And then I'd like to read to you this morning from Luke chapter 17 as we continue our series um, on Lent. Um, Jesus meets unnamed people on the road, one out of ten. I'd like to read to you from Luke 17. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria, Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praised God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, We're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. I'd like to read to you a small story, a short story about a father, a wealthy father, uh, who took his son on a trip to a country with a firm purpose of showing his son how, pure, how poor people lived. The story goes, they spent a couple of days and nights on the farm of what would be considered a very poor family. On their return from their trip, the father asked his son, How was your trip? It was great, Dad. Did you see how poor people live? The father asked. Oh, yeah, said the son. So tell me, what did you learn from the trip? Asked the father. The son answered, I saw that we have one dog and they have four. We have a pool that reaches to the middle of our garden and they have a creek or a dam that has no end. We have imported, lant we have imported lanterns in our garden and they have stars at night. Our patio reaches to the front yard and they have the whole horizon. We have a small piece of land to live and they have fields that go beyond our sight. We have servants who serve us, but they serve others. We buy our food, but they grow theirs. We have a fence around our property to protect us. They have friends to protect them. The boy's father was speechless. Then his son added, Thanks, Dad, for showing me how poor we are. It's the perspective that we have makes us wonder what would happen if we all gave thanks for everything we have instead of worrying about what we don't have. This morning we read this amazing story about when Jesus is on a journey and he meets ten men 
10 men that are lepers. None of them have a name. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they came from. We only know that there's one man that's a Samaritan. He's even worse off than those, ten, those other nine. We know that uh, in those days that when Jesus walked, when Jesus walked that specific route, that's where he did a lot of his miracles. That's where he made people see. That's where he had uh, lame people stand and rise again and walk again. And then he met these ten lepers along the road. See, those ten lepers must have been like in quarantine, if you think about it. We've been in quarantine, well, not anymore, but can you remember two years ago, the 26th of March, 2020, was it 2020? Two years ago. And the government closed us all down, remember? We weren't allowed to come to church, and they said everybody had to wear a mask. We're still wearing those masks, okay? We went to go into quarantine for almost, I can't even remember, three months. Was it three months? Something to that effect. And we weren't allowed to move around. We weren't allowed to go outside. Uh, we were only allowed to stay in our house. And only when we were allowed to go and buy something to eat or if you needed to go to the doctor, uh, were you allowed to go out. And it reminds me of these lepers, these ten lepers that had to live in a specific area because that's what the law stated. And it was like us having to live in our houses. I was, Jess and myself had to, uh, were dating in spa and uh, pick and pay. <laughs> and we needed to, to make sure that on those specific days we would phone each other and say, Jess, I'm going to the spa. Do you need anything? Uh, yes, and we'd meet at the spa in aisle number one or three. And... Uh, We'd have a conversation and, you know, it's like so terrible. But can you imagine these ten lepers? They had lives. They had family. They had friends. They had homes. And in those homes, they had children. They had dogs. They had fields that they needed to look after. And yet, when they had a skin rash or when something was wrong with their skin or they had to go to the priest and ask the priest, am I clean or unclean? And the priest would say, you are either clean or unclean. If they were faced and they were said you were, you were unclean, they needed to get rid of the, the clothes they had. They needed to go into rags. They had to put a, a, um, some cloth around their face, cover their nose, so that it could just show their eyes. Look at the person sitting next to you. except for those ladies there. It's like, that's exactly what the lepers had to do, is to have this cloth. So, so the only thing that people could see was the eyes. Their limbs, their fingertips would bleed. Their, their, their nose would bleed. They would fall off. Some of them lost their nose, their ears, their, their fingertips, or, or some of their limbs. Can you imagine living... Like that. Excommunicated. Living in uh, one specific area. And every time you came into contact with these people, 
You have to shout out. Unclean. <laughs> Unclean. So that people weren't able to get to you. They weren't able to stand like, they were yeah, like six meters. They had to stay six meters apart. Does that remind you of something? Hey? We, were, we were, had to stand one and a half meters apart. Hey? It's like driving in a car. You need to stay uh, at least one, one and a half cars away from the guy in front of you, except if you're a tra taxi driver. But it was those, those men and what they did was they lived in a specific area. And so they must have heard about Jesus. They lived together. Ten guys coming together because they were of all nationalities. Maybe most of them were Jew. But there was one Samaritan. See, when, when things are in trouble, when things, we don't look at, we don't look at your nationality. We don't look at your culture. We don't know if you're English, Afrikaans, German, Greek. We don't know. We're all in the same situation, like those lepers. They joined together because they had nowhere else to go. And when they joined together, they used to shout out, unclean, unclean. They used to beg for something and then share it amongst each other. They must have sat days and nights talking about Jesus, about somebody who said uh, something, what had happened to somebody that they might have known. Maybe it was a family or maybe it was a friend who got healed by Jesus. Can you imagine? We've had those conversations. And then one day, they see Jesus. They see him come walking down that road. And like one voice, they shout out to him. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. What does Jesus do? He hears them. He sees them. What does he do? He heals them. He says, go. Go. Go to the priest in your town and go show him and ask him, are you clean or are you unclean? <laughs> and on the way there, they are healed. Miraculously healed. But they obey Jesus. They obey what Jesus is saying. And therefore they go. But on the way, there's that one man, the Samaritan. One guy. He had all these things in common with these people. He was a leper. He had nowhere to go. Um, you know, he needed to eat with them, talk with them. Uh, and people, those brothers loved him as one of their own. And yet now, things changed. Now, he was an outcast. Not just was he a leper outcast, he was an outcast because he was a Samaritan. The Jews hated the Samaritans. What does he do? He can't go to the priest because the priest doesn't want to talk to a Samaritan. So he's got nowhere to go. So he goes back and he comes back to Jesus, the one who saved him, the one that healed him, the one that gave him new life, a new beginning, a second chance. Any of you been sick? Huh? I think... Every one of us 
have had some sickness or illness somewhere along the line. It's terrible. Especially for the men. Because us men are sissies. I tell you, I speak for myself. I speak out of experience. It's like we are sissies. When something's wrong with us, okay, we are the worst. Eh? We are. We are the worst patients, except for George. Eh? But when we're sick, we need, that, we need that attention. We need that care. We need somebody to look after us. It is. It's the truth. And Jesus looks after everybody. That young man or old man, I don't, we, don't, we don't know anything about him. All we know is that he's a Samaritan man. A guy that Jesus, if we, if we were last week, he wasn't a Jew. He was an outcast. And yet he comes back and he falls down in front of Jesus. And he falls flat on his face and he touches his feet and he says, Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you've done for me. We know there's nine other people that were healed. Whether those nine people were saved is a different story. You see, when, when, we, when we turn back to Jesus, and we, when we say thank you, Jesus, we receive new life, a new beginning. Something that is much better than the healing that takes place. Because you see things differently. You hear things differently. You feel things differently. And when you, when you speak about what Jesus has done for us, for you and for me, it changes everything. <laughs> there were nine Jews. Well, we don't know if they were Jews. But maybe they didn't go to Jesus because of the following reasons. Maybe the nine Jews still had, they had the priest to go to so they could be declared clean. Maybe one Jew wanted to wait to see if the cure was real. Maybe a second wanted to wait to see if it would last. Maybe a third, I will go see Jesus later after I visit my family. The fourth Jew, uh, maybe he decided that he had never had leprosy in the first place. Maybe the fifth Jew reasoned, I must have had a temporary form of leprosy. I would have gotten well anyway. Maybe the sixth gave the glory to the priests. Maybe the seventh said, Jesus didn't really do anything. All he did was tell me to go. Maybe the eighth Jew said, any rabbi could have done that. And maybe the ninth Jew leper said, I was itching. I was itching a lot less lately. I think I was already getting better anyway. Sometimes we use some similar excuses not to go back to Jesus and say thank you. Thank you, Lord, 
for what you've done for me. And so today, we are going to go into a time of communion. And maybe we use this time to actually say thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. Because I know each and every one of us, Jesus has touched your life in some way. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here today. But maybe today, you can also say thank you for the people that are in your lives, in our lives, that make this day a special day. Maybe today, that Samaritan, after he had given thanks to God, to Jesus, was reunited with his wife and his kids, with his long-lost family, who had ousted him because he was sick. Maybe today, you just come saying, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. Let us pray. Mighty God, I just thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you firstly saw those lepers walking down the street. That you saw us. That you see us. And that you hear us as you heard them shouting out, unclean, unclean. And then when you looked up and you looked at them, you had compassion on them as you do have compassion on us. Lord, we do not know who those lepers were, but you knew them as you do know us. And so, Lord, we thank you that you have brought healing to us in a specific way. Maybe not... In our way, but in your way, you have the way you want to heal us. And so this morning, Lord, we come before you saying thank you. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for what you're doing for us. Thank you for forgiving our sin. Thank you, Lord, for, for reminding us of your love. Lord, we pray that we can be more like you today. More caring, more loving, more forgiving. We pray, Lord, that we can invite our family or friends back that have been ousted, that, have been, um, that we haven't had contact with because of something. And we pray for their forgiveness today. Lord, we pray for what is happening in the world and we pray for Ukraine and we pray for Russia and the leaders there. And we ask, Lord, that you will bring peace above anything. We pray too for our beloved South Africa, for the things that are happening here. And I pray, Lord, that today we will give you thanks and be grateful for the things that we do have. 
even though things have changed, Lord, we, we come saying thank you. And so, Lord, be with our church. Be with our community. Be with our family and friends. And lead us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.